You're listening to the Fat Dude Digs Flicks Movie Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? This is Andy, the resident fat dude of Fat Dude Digs Flicks, coming to you recorded from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and it is time for an all-new episode of Let's Talk About. Um, If this is your first time listening to Let's Talk About, hello. How are you? Thank you so much for joining us here. Let's Talk About is an interview show where I am joined by a guest to talk about their life, their loves, and the impact that a particular movie has had on them. Um... Usually, you know, I feel like usually I will have friends on, you know, I I think that's the most common guest or people that I already know. uh, And we just get to, you know, have nice little chats. But every once in a while, I get to have somebody on the show that uh, uh, their reputation kind of precedes them. And uh, I, I hear about them first and I'm like... That person would make a good guest, and that's what's happened here. Uh, I have heard about local actor Clinton Store uh, that he's a really good guy, really talented performer, and uh, I saw him pop up on my Instagram feed uh, that he was doing an episode of the Fear Falls radio show. Um, I had done that before too, and I was just like, you know, when I when I saw that he popped up there, I was like, you know what? Now's the time to ask. Uh, so I reached out and I've got him on the show and we are here to talk. So that's, that's all I'm going to say right now. Not, no, 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 no further hubbub. We'll just get right into it. So go grab your soft drink, pop your popcorn, sit back, relax, and let's talk about the Shawshank Redemption. Uh, all right, everyone. Welcome <laughs> to a new episode of Let's Talk About. Uh, I am really excited for this episode. Um, I've said many, many times before that I really love getting to have my friends on the show because it's like, oh, we've got that banter. We've got that camp conversation. We know kind of what to expect. But for me, there's this selfish joy I get in having people on the show that I've never talked to before because it's kind of like that that act of discovery of getting to meet a new person and be like, Oh my gosh, I found somebody else cool out there in the world. And today I am super excited to introduce my guest. He is local actor extraordinaire, Mr. Clinton store. Clinton, how you doing? I am doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. I was talking to you before we started recording and it was like your kind of, uh, uh, local reputation precedes you like it's this i've seen you advertised in like the premiere playhouse uh good night theater collective like all over the place uh fear falls radio and i was just i keep seeing you pop up and i'm like i want to meet this guy and i'm probably not going to be doing a play anytime soon so i'm going to get him on the show and and you uh graciously agreed uh to be on the show and i'm super excited to be able to have a, a sit down chat with you so nice to meet you clinton I am excited to sit down and talk to you today. I, I'm, I was uh, excited when you asked me to be on. So I thought, wow, this is a really cool opportunity. I don't know who that guy you're talking about is that reputation precedes them, but, <laughs> but I, you know, but hope what you got me. So <laughs> listen, it's, it's all good. That's the thing. Everything, everything I've heard is good. So I'm, I'm putting that, putting that dollar 25 down and saying, I'm sure this guy's <laughs> a good fella. So, um, so I'm going to kick off the show with the same question I ask everybody else. And this is kind of your chance to, to lay, your life story on me clinton so my question is 
Clinton, who are you? Where did you come from? What is your origin story? Well, that's a very, very long story. So it all started way back a long time ago on a planet called Krypton. And oh man, uh, like to uh, <laughs> start out with, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm originally from Chicago. Um, I grew up there. Uh, I was um, moved at, moved out of Chicago. I had a family of um, cousins and a couple of brothers. We all lived in the same house. Um, uh, pretty humble beginnings, you know. Um, decided that at some point I decided I need to do something different. I don't know exactly what that catalyst was that said, you know, I don't, you know, graduated high school and like, well, what am I going to do from here? College was honestly not something that was a uh, an option that was pushed because we didn't really have any, you know, a lot of money or money for that set aside. Yeah. Um, so um, I had always done uh, Boy Scouts and ROTC stuff. So uh, decided to make a leap and I joined the army. Um, so, uh, uh, joined in seven, uh, joined when I was 17 and went national guard, uh, in Illinois, did that for two years, went back to high school, finished high school, then decided, oh, I think I'm going to go active duty and just kind of see what else is out there. So went active duty for about six years, um, did that and, um, ended up, uh, um, moving to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, after I got off, uh, active duty, um, uh, I've got a, a beautiful uh, son and daughter, Christian and Avery, um, doing really well right now, which kind of leads to how I got into acting. Um, I've been in South Dakota now for about roughly, oh, wow, it's been over over 20 years. Cool. Um, I've recently retired from the the military, from the National Guard, um, about almost 30 years times of service. I was a warrant officer there, and I, believe it or not, did cybersecurity and IT, and I still do that today for my full-time job. Um, and it was my daughter I saw on stage in a uh, high school. She went to Lincoln high school and she was doing acting on stage. And I can remember taking her on trips like a Disney trip and watching her get up in front of a crowd of people, you know, this, this young girl and decide to do karaoke. I had never done karaoke in my life. And I, I was pretty shy growing up. I was, I was, I was, we didn't have theater classes in the school I went to or anything like that. Um, but I always wanted to do some of those things, but was just too afraid to do it, to be honest. Yeah. And when I saw her do that, that karaoke on that um, uh, Disney trip, it just made me think, wow, how great is she? And then later on in high school, she did it again. I'm like watching her up there. And I thought to myself, I can do this. I, I'd i like to give this a shot. And so uh, I took a swing at it and uh, didn't I did not succeed the first couple of times I tried. I did a couple of auditions and didn't get in to the places I tried to. But eventually I just kept trying. And uh, somebody decided, eh, we'll take a chance on this crazy guy and see what happens. And um, here I am today. Um, I've done uh, multiple shows with, uh, like you said, Goodnight Theater, uh, the Premier Playhouse. I'm currently doing uh, most of my shows with. We've got Cinderella coming up here end of April. Um, awesome. And also Grease coming up uh, right after that in June. So Ooh. you can look for me in, uh, in those. Um, I've done uh, shows with the Mighty Course and Arts Player. I've done shows with Monstrous Theater Company. Um, I did a, uh, still doing a long running show with, uh, Sioux Falls Dinner Detective. It's, uh, a dinner show that we do at the Sheridan, um, murder yeah. mystery show. Um, uh, broadly speaking, I've had the opportunity to just work with so many different groups of people, um, that, that, um, just invite me in. The community has really invited me in. And from that, it's allowed me to do some of these other things I thought I would never do. I've done, uh, I did one Super Bowl commercial last year. 
um, with the First National Bank and uh, Ford. I've done um, a couple of small independent films. Uh, I'll have a credit coming up in a bigger film at the end of the year. I won't say anything about that, but just a small voiceover. Oh, um, awesome. Lots of commercials, uh, things like that. So you'll probably see my, most of us don't watch commercials anymore. So I'm usually surprised <laughs> when I hear those. Um, so yeah, it's it's uh, it's been quite an amazing ride. Yeah, it sounds like it's it's quite the journey kind of from from the the start to where you're at now. When you were younger, you you said you were kind of a shy kid. Like was there ever any kind of like I don't know, maybe it's like a maybe class clown reputation since you didn't have like theater. Was were you ever like the guy that wanted to be like the one telling the jokes or were you like no, I'm I'm out completely let me just sit back and 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 live <laughs> i was the uh stereotypical um uh nerd um yeah. Uh, yeah revenge of the nerd guy i was quiet i was shy i wanted to be um just included into things but was too quiet and too afraid to open my mouth and say things and i yeah. my environment was very how i, I want to call it robust if you were not very loud and 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 out there and 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 just kind of shouting things or or tough you didn't get noticed you yeah. just kind of you were like hey you're either a lion or you're a lamb or you're just hiding in the bush and i kind of was yeah. just hiding in the bush most of the time wishing i could be one of those you know being like one of those lions um and what i realized is that um is that i it was always there uh the capability to do those things but i just needed to be around people that would help um, to grow me in that way that would give me the the confidence maybe I had to just grow up and mature a little bit it took a long time I guess yeah. um, to just realize that I could do those things and why not you know what what am I afraid of you know um, and uh, like I said the community here has just been so welcoming of me to do this I don't know honestly if I could have done this since like if I had to just stayed in Chicago or maybe went to LA or something like that um, if yeah. it would have been the same um, I there's a lot to be said for the the smaller community uh, theater um, that um, can help to cultivate someone and grow into this. Because again, I've had no formal uh, training in any of these things. Um, I didn't right. didn't go to school for it. Um, don't have any actual college training in it. Um, I just watch, observe, and uh, use my own life experiences to to mold the characters that I create. So when you see me doing a character, it's because of literally something I've experienced that I'm just putting into that 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 pot. So <laughs> isn't that the best? Like, you know, you, you watch all these movies and stuff and there are these people, these actors that go to like, you know, kind of darker places or, or, uh, you know, really inhabit the character on where they assume the things are. Mm -hmm. But I, I've always felt the same way too, that it's like the, the characters that I enjoy playing the most are the ones where I can find something in me and push that to the forefront. So, I, I mean, theater's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like a therapy because you're like, you know, these these parts that are inside of you finally get a chance to come out and play. Does it feel like that to you? Is it is it where you really embrace these these bits of yourself that you're able to put on the put on the stage for others to watch? Absolutely. Um, uh, now, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that every character I have like a direct, you know, correlation yeah. with um, yeah. because I've unfortunately played some pretty crappy <laughs> characters. Um, <Yep. laughs> um, but um, I it's again, I take it from either something I've seen or experienced directly. So say, for example, if I'm playing, a, you know, um, a, a certain type of I don't know if I can swear or not. So <laughs> go for uh, it. You Let, let it rip. If I'm playing an asshole cop, 
you know, it's yeah. because I've experienced an asshole cop. Um, yeah. uh, if I'm playing, you know, you know, kind of the, 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 the jerk, um, alpha, like Gaston and beauty and the beast, you know, it's because again, I've saw, you know, that, you know, growing up, but then there's also like an element, like, what is it like to be that guy? All right. Let's see. Let's see how, how it would be if I were, if I were this person, how would I behave? You know, when I put yeah. my hair back and forth and raise my chin, you know, raise my eyebrow, you know, things like that, you know, and then add a little bit of the other elements of things that I like, like maybe add a little bit of the rock Dwayne Johnson here and a little mm -hmm. bit of Morgan Freeman there and, you know, things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's great. I, I, I was going to ask, I, I'm, I'm going to jump around a lot in this interview. <laughs> it's always train of thought. I, mm -hmm. I'm wondering, is there is there a role that you've had so far where it's just kind of like. It's it's like that's where you find your confidence, where you're like, oh my gosh, like I can do this, and it's like, it, you know, maybe something you've never tackled before, or maybe a part of yourself that you've never like, like dove into before, but all of a sudden doing this role, you're like, oh well, I get this now. I, I this yeah. is what I want to do. I'm able to embody whatever this character, you know, whoever this character is, and and just let it out there. Have you had that kind of a part so far, where you're just like, I get this. Yes, um, I definitely have. And I would say that that process happens for me. Um, sometimes for me, unfortunately, it sometimes happens a little bit late in the in the, the mm -hmm. process. I'll, I'll, we do auditions. Uh, we put our best foot forward and we'll get, you know, selected for a role. And sometimes I don't really settle into that role until, you know, pretty much right before we go on stage or, or there will be times when even after I've already done the first few performances, now suddenly something clicks and like, oh, this is who this character is. Um, one of the most interesting ones I would say I've done, which no one would have expected, was uh, I did a uh, cabaret on stage with the uh, Premier Playhouse last year. And in it, yeah. I play the owner of uh, a German club during, you know, the beginnings, you know, of World War II. And so and it was so it's funny. I mean, it's like, OK. Here's this black dude who's playing this, you know, <laughs> owner of a club in, in, in Nazi Germany. And yeah. there's even a part in the show where we have to we sing, you know, a, a particular song that's, you know, praising Germany. And we do a Nazi salute at the end. And it's like, you know, it, it, in the beginning, it's like, how am I going to play this guy who owns this kind of burlesque club in Nazi Germany? He's pretty much collaborating with the Nazis. He just cares about money, doesn't really care about his performers other than they make money for him. And but at the same time, it's like, OK, how do I understand this person's mindset? What 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 is their their uh, motivation and, and being able to obviously I can't put myself in that position directly. Right. But but, you know, being able to in, understand why, why or how that they were behaving the way they were. So those that's one of the more interesting ones. Um, yeah. And one of the more fun ones, obviously, has got to be like Beauty and the Beast being Gaston. I mean, everybody's seen Beauty and the Beast, you know, the Disney version and the, the latest live action version and being able to, for me, being that character was, uh, wow, it was just like, I never thought I would get to be, I remember again, go to Disney World, it's like, I see these guys on stage, I'm like, man, I would love to do that, but who's going to put me in that role? I don't fit that 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 mode, no one's going to put me in that, why would I ever do that? So to be in the opportunity to finally be able to do that and 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 be able to say, hey, look, I can do this role too. Um, and it's going to happen again here coming up in Greece. I don't know if, how much I can say about it, but I'm going to be in another one of those iconic type roles. And it's like, wow, here I am. And I never would have thought this dumb kid from Chicago would be able to do that. And, but yet I can feel it and I can embrace it and, 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 and make it, make it my own, uh, you yeah. know, and it's just, it's just so exciting. <laughs>
it it has to be kind of like a, a a boost to the soul to kind of like you know especially when you feel so like internal for so long and kind of shy and and, and reserved for so long yeah. to kind of get this chance like i think that's one of the things that local theater especially is really good at community theater gives all of these actors opportunities to tackle roles that you know maybe in a larger city they never would get a chance to yeah and i think it's like it it really helps you uh find your talent find your your confidence like i think it's a great instrumental tool have you kind of like i mean th- this is of course your your kind of like you know beginning brush with all of this but has it been like just a a really enjoyable ride so far. I feel like I'm leading you with that answer. Oh there. no, it's uh, no, it's been terrible. It's been absolutely terrible. I can't yeah, wait to I hate stop it. doing this stuff every oh, second. I'm, so I'm dropping yeah, out of I'm, Greece today. <laughs> <laughs> it has been amazing. Um, being able to I, art imitates life. Mm-hmm. Um, when we get on that stage, we are. It's 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 fantasy, but it's not. It's yeah. really not. We're doing shows that are real. That either it can be a you know a real true story or it can be pieces of a true story. But in actuality, all of it has some element to truth. I don't care if it's again Peter Pan or something like that. There's elements in that that are real people, um, and and how they think and how they interact, how they um, uh, move in the world and in the space. And um, it's been, I think, incredibly therapeutic and and enlightening and figuring out who you are. And also yeah. figuring out how you, how the world around you works, and 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 what, uh, where other people come from. One one of the important things about being an actor is is not just being able to uh, understand your character, but understand how your character interacts with other people, mm-hmm. and that takes up that takes a process. Understanding who I am, what am I doing, why am I saying this, who are they, what are their motivations, why are they doing what they're saying, and when you have that. Um, you start developing that ability, it obviously spills into the real world because yeah. you meet so many different people and there's people that we all can, you know, we may have different um, opinions from or different political leanings or beliefs or whatever it is, but what, but now we've got better tools to understand, well, what is their motivation and why? Is it just because they're an evil person? Rarely that's the case. Um, right. It's rarely that it's just because someone is just evil for the sake of being evil or bad or whatever it is. They've got reasons. And at least, you know, you don't have to agree with the reasons, but understand why those reasonings are. And when you do that, yeah. you we get closer to trying to at least figuring out how we can coexist and live together. So that's yeah. the biggest piece of it is, is just that is I've, I've met so many different people from different walks of life and, and different um, everything that it's 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 just it feels so good to be able to exist in this huge world that we have and not just yeah. you know even it, it can be sioux falls south dakota but i'm, I'm going to tell you there's a whole lot in sioux falls south dakota that encompasses pieces from all around the world and mm-hmm. that, that's just amazing and, and you don't get that when you just kind of stick in one little box you know yes yeah. yeah yeah it's it's i i find it incredible the um educational tool like both both as far as like uh uh learning the world around you and kind of like learning your own emotional state that theater yeah. is um and i almost i i often feel that it doesn't get that kind of credit that the, the credit that it rightfully deserves because mm-hmm. for the people that are you know working in that field be it uh on a professional level or amateur level or whatever educational level 
you learn so much about yourself and the world around you uh, yeah. by by stepping into these, you know, fictional characters. But it's it's mm-hmm. all about connected to who you are, who the people on stage with you are, what the world around you is like. And mm-hmm. I just find it to be such a fascinating, fascinating thing that I wish <laughs> I will always wish that it got a little bit more respect uh, than in some some communities that it does. So yeah, and uh, then we get to meet great people like you that are doing the things that you're doing, and that's that's again that's just the coolest part about it. It's just meeting different people and and seeing where they're from, what they're about, and what they're doing. I I, I yeah. love it. That's been like the 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 greatest experience for me. The the community of theater is just so awesome. Like you just get to meet so many great people, uh, you know, that that otherwise, especially in a community theater setting where maybe your paths wouldn't cross. No, but then absolutely. there you are putting the show together. And it's like you've made a friend for, you know, in some cases, oh, yeah. a friend for life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go I'm going to go backwards through time with you for a little bit then, because I want to talk mm-hmm. about you know, the, the jump from, you know, a 17 year old kind of nerdy, shy, nervous kid to wanting to make a change and then uh, uh, enlisting in the the service national guard army. So you said you can't really pinpoint what it was that made that, you know, you, you wanted to do, you wanted to be different. You wanted Mm -hmm. to do something different. You wanted to make a change. How, how quickly, I guess, would be how quickly did that change start to come about? Like when you when you started to serve on the National Guard, started to serve in the military, like were you were you finding the pieces that they were starting to kind of fall into place for you, or was it still uh, a journey that took some time? Um, it was a journey that took some time. I uh, going back to Chicago. Um, uh, like I said, I grew up with. Uh, I mean, my grandparents, uh, my cousins, uh, immediate cousins, first cousins, and my two younger brothers uh, lived in the same house pretty much, you know, most of my childhood. Um, I never knew my father, never met him. Um, uh, so it was, that was a, a struggle for me that honestly, I still think about uh, to this day, tried to do some information, trying to find out about him, but it just doesn't exist. Um and I knew that from what was around me, I wanted something to, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do something different. I didn't want to just keep going to work and then eventually maybe get a decent job and move out and, and, and you know, exist. Um, existing is just not, simply existing is just not all I wanted. Um, yeah. And so it was kind of a, a leap of faith to join the army um, and do that. And, and when I did, um, it was, yeah, it was a whole different world. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I being in Chicago, I can remember one of the funniest things still was leaving. Um, this shows you how old I am. Uh, when I left Chicago, stopping at a gas station outside of um, the city and walking into the gas station with a twenty dollar bill in my hand to pay for the gas before I pumped it, and they were like, "What are you doing? Just just go pump it and then pay for it after." And I'm like. <laughs> you just trust people to just pull up and pump gas and then pay like right that's insane who does that yeah. that's not that's not that's not logical um yeah. you know um uh, so it's just funny little things like that and then getting down south my first uh the duty station was at uh, fort uh, campbell kentucky so mm-hmm. here i am about 45 minutes away from nashville um you know i'm in the south you yeah. know and uh it was it was it was definitely an interesting experience um i was pretty much prepared for it though in terms of the here's your duties you got to get up at this time in the morning and you're going to go run for two miles and then you're going to do push-ups and then you're going to be in the motor pool and i was a truck driver when i first started so you're going to sure. go drive trucks and do all these things um 
and, and it was that transition was not super difficult actually for me to do. It was, it gave me structure. It gave me somewhat of a um, security really, because I had yeah. a place to stay. I was, I had place, I had food to eat. I had clothes to wear. Um, uh, it was just a matter of what do I want to want to do with this? How far do I want to go? And it didn't, it took a few years before I decided um to really take control of it. Most people, when they join the military, they kind of, some people, I would say nowadays, it's much better. Um, they go yeah. in with more of a purpose. I'm going to be this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to make this rank and I'm staying this long. I didn't have any of that. I just yeah. wanted to get away from Chicago and do something different um, and never thought that I would have gone, you know, 30 years and been an officer. You know, I never would have thought, and especially doing IT. I yeah. Never would have thought that, you know, in a million years. So that's why, and I like how it's, it's this, uh, contrast people look at me like what do you do for full-time like i do it i'm like you're an it person that does acting <laughs> you know it doesn't make any sense yeah you know right. so um, but uh but yeah it's it's it was it was definitely a journey um and it still is it's still yeah. i'm still you know kind of evolving in you know how do i what do i want to do on the acting side how far do i want to take it I, I tell people, you know, I'm not looking necessarily to go to Hollywood and 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 become, you know, you know, a multi-million dollar, you know, performer. I'll take it. I'll say I'll be happy. I, my goal is just to get thrown through a glass window by Dwayne Johnson and have Kevin Hart laugh at me. You know, you know, I'll, I'll be if that happens, you know, then I will have uh I will have achieved a, a life goal. So <laughs> that is, that is a dream. That is a dream. <laughs> if, if Dwayne Johnson were to rock bottom me in a movie, I would <laughs> yeah. be on board. <laughs> yep. I was that guy. You didn't see my face for about half a second, but that was me. So <laughs> that was me. You could tell by my back. <laughs> yes. Henchman number four. <laughs> right. <laughs> So where in where in for you then uh, in the 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 um, either National Guard or Army did you kind of get aligned with cyber cyber securities was it kind of like um, you know you're going through and you're like oh I'm going to do IT and then it just kind of the doors open and that's where you're going to go or was it like uh, you know. I, I use this metaphor a lot, but of like of putting the puzzle together where it's yes. like something happens. You're like, oh, I enjoy this. What's the next step? I can do this. And, you know, it just kind of builds on top of each other. How did you how did you fall into cybersecurity? I guess? Um, mostly. Uh, well, when I my first duty station, um, they I was a truck driver, but they needed a communications person. So back then we didn't. Okay, again, I'm going to really date myself here without actually saying how old I am, but there were... But I'll remember. I'll remember. <laughs> um, the internet didn't exist. Yeah. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> Microsoft Windows didn't exist. You know, that's how mm -hmm. that's how it was. And they needed communications or radio people. And so we didn't have any. There was such... It was kind of a brand new thing or newer thing. So we didn't have radio people. So they asked me to be, a, a, to be the radio operator for the company. Um, there were no networked computers, nothing like that. They say, we need, the commander needs someone to drive his vehicle and operate the radio. Didn't know anything about, didn't know jack about radios, nothing. Yeah. And I pretty much trained myself. There were books laying around and correspondence courses. I don't know if people remember those things where you fill out the, if there's a book you get in the mail, you fill it out and you turn it in and then they, they give you a grade and say, yep, you passed the course. Um, and and I that's where um, kind of IT started in the army was through the radio communications uh, sector, and then that branched into its own thing. Where they had, oh now we're creating a brand new MOS, what they call it, military occupational specialty in computers. And I just started liking that stuff more and more and more. Actually, it's funny. 
Um, I kind of saw how those those uh, those guys kind of had it nicer than I did while I was sitting in the <laughs> digging holes or sitting yeah. out there. You know, it's five o'clock in the morning <laughs> on my weapon, like waiting for the enemy to attack. But my eyes, I'm really sleeping. <laughs> You know, they were, you know, sitting in a nice warm tent or in a back of a vehicle with a generator running because they needed electricity to run the equipment. And I thought, man, that's better than what I'm doing right now. And I actually yeah. like learning about this stuff. So I really make the, um, the change in earnest when I moved to Sioux Falls. Um, that's when I actually became a full time uh, IT person um, um, working at the unit up by the airport. 196 MEB or 196 um, uh, field artillery at the time. And yeah. so I was there first, uh, they called it a, a local area network manager. So I did that um, as a sergeant, had a group of people under me and uh, just kind of went from there and then moved up into cybersecurity uh, in, uh, I would say roughly became an officer in 2007, doing IT still, and then started doing cybersecurity, I'd say 2012, roughly, mm -hmm. is when I started doing that full time. So, yeah, sure. And how do you like? I guess this is this is kind of linked to that. But how do you end up in in South Dakota? Like, is that where you were stationed, and then you just mm -hmm. you enjoyed it here and decided this is where you're going to set up your life? Is that is that how that goes for you, or yeah. or is that? Um, or, well, I, I mean, well, I did. I met someone active duty. Um, sure. uh, that um, and I, I got married very very young. Um, yeah. probably within like the first year of being on active duty. Um, and she's from South Dakota. And so yeah. that's how I ended up here. And that's where I got my, my two beautiful kids from, um, yeah. um, that, that, um, didn't work out. Um, and, but that's, you know, that's the way life is. And sometimes learning that that's just kind of how, how life goes in those things. Um, but I have right. nothing but love and respect, you know, for, um, that relationship. Um, and, uh, um, having moved to, um, Sioux Falls, you know, through that, um, I'm grateful for, um, because it, yeah. again, it gave me the opportunity to meet, you know, all these wonderful people, um, and to kind of find some of these things that, um, that, that I enjoy to do right now. So, yeah. 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 Um, I, I want to talk for just a second about, about fatherhood, just because I can, I can kind of tell, you know, when you do mention your kids, just how important that is to you, uh, how important they are to you. What is that like? Obviously, the answer is yes. It's life changing, but but how does it? How has it been for you? What's what's? I'm not a father. I should probably preface it with that. I'm not a father. Uh, uh, you know, I grew up in a very close family, so you know that I have that. But it's like, what does it feel like? What's the 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 stories of success and the the, the triumphs and tribulations uh, of being a father? How does that all feel for you? Well, let's see. Uh, my children have all graduated from Harvard. Uh, one is running for Congress currently, and then the other one is uh, the uh, CEO of a Fortune 500 company. Um, you may have Nothing heard of but it. Trumbull. No, I wish. No. <laughs> um, um, my kids are are, are doing um, really well. Um, I I love their um, just who they are as, as people. One part about being a father that I think people – I really wish people would embrace more, especially in this in this day and age, is that is allow allow them to be their own person. They're their own people. Um, I think we have our own vision of what they should be and who they should be and what will make them happy. Um, but what makes them happy is what makes them happy. So um, I, I strive to um, try to understand it and change and evolve with them, because look at me. I am constantly uh, have updated myself over you know my lifetime. So how can I expect them not to do the same thing, especially in those younger years? Um, they are uh, 
<laughs> incredibly actually, you know, create. I think they're way more creative than I am, um, to be honest. Sure, and, sure. and and that's and I take that inspiration uh, from from watching them and the things that they're doing. Um, like I said, my son, uh, he's in he lives in Denver. Um, he has a degree in political science. Uh, graduated from uh, CSU, Colorado State. And uh, my daughter is currently going to Augie. Um, nice. And uh, she is still doing acting, uh, local acting, and things uh, around town here. And having just being able to understand them and try to listen to to what they want. I don't have these aspirations that. And I grew up around some really great families. Um, some, and, and this is something that I don't know. Again, you haven't experienced, but other people can you know, can understand yeah. and identify with it. I grew up grew up around some great families where their kids are. You know they're gonna be the next astronaut, or they're they're gonna be they're the valedictorian of their everything, and this and this person over here is gonna be a doctor, and this person over here is gonna be a lawyer, and 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 and, and we play this comparison game of oh well, are my kids gonna do this? Are they gonna do that? Are they gonna do that? And no, it's not about that. I want them to be happy, you know. So if they're do, I want them to be happy and to be able to take care of themselves. That's the, those are two biggest things. Yeah. Be happy yeah. and be able to take care of yourself. <laughs> I would rather you not have to come home and live with me or me pay your bills. <laughs> um, but if it's, but I am there as a safety net, but I, I just prefer that. Um, so, and, and that's really all that matters to me. And they are just, um, it's, it's, it's an, uh, an incredible thing. You, you get to see yourself, which is kind of funny, but then you also see somebody else because they're not just you. Um, yeah. They they do things that are like us and it, it makes us go like, oh, I know what they're doing. So now I'm going to jump in and tell them what to do. No, that's just a trait. They are still their own person. You know, they're going to obviously do some things that you do, but that doesn't make them you. So you can't, you know, give them all the answers or expect them to do things the way you do. All you can do is just try to best give them direction and say, hey, here's here's what I think from my experience. And hopefully it's something that will help you to get where you want to be. So, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I, again, I'm going to say what I said at the very beginning of this. I am so glad that sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to talk to somebody I don't know because mm -hmm. I feel so, it's such a nice experience to get to meet somebody. Like, and I yeah. think also in adulthood, especially it's, we, we kind of get so comfortable in our own surroundings mm -hmm. that when we kind of step out of our, our circle, it's a little like, it's a little intimidating, but it's also so nice to just get mm -hmm. to see who else is out there in the world. And Clinton, I think you're wonderful. <laughs> oh, I appreciate I that. I think you are too. And, and this I one thing I delightful saw on dude. A mug, I saw this one thing on a mug and it says, uh, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And yeah. um, I am definitely have been living, you know, beyond that comfort zone, you know, a little bit. I mean, I tell you, there's nothing more uncomfortable than having to get on stage and, you know, perform in front of people. I, I, I liken it to, especially when it comes to auditions and just a joke I tell people, it's, it's like, imagine you have to walk into a room and just drop your pants in front of a group of people and then stand there for like two minutes and then just pull them up and turn around and walk out and be like, okay, thanks. Yeah. You know, and, and then they're yeah. going to sit there and talk about, well, what do you think about that? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I wasn't it, impressed. That's, like, yeah. So it's like, that's, that's really, you know, yeah. kind of how sometimes it feels. You're putting yourself out there. Um, but at the same time, you grow from it, you know, you grow from that experience from, okay, how can I, what can I do to improve myself or just to improve the way that I interact with somebody else? I'm not recommending anybody go into a room and drop your pants. Highly no. don't do that. Um, <laughs> no, no. but, um, <laughs> given the example of something, uh, you know, similar to that psychology, psychologically, you're definitely outside of your comfort zone. And every time I get on stage or in front of a camera, it's a little bit of, I think that helps a little bit though, that little bit of, eh, 
you know, are they going to like this or, uh, you know, and, and yeah. that's, it, it helps in so many other different places in life though. Definitely. Mm-hmm. There's that, that feeling of, you know, and sometimes when you're on stage, you can feel it too. When you can kind of feel the tide turning, when you've got yeah. the audience like in yes. your hand and you're like, Oh, they're going on this ride with me. I'm, oh, I am, yeah. I am. I've, I can do pretty much anything now because they are just, they are eating out of my hand and it just makes you feel so comfortable, like at, yes. at, at home. Yes. And then there's those times when you're on stage in a pair of short shorts and a leather vest and you're, <laughs> you're shaking your back, your backside. And there's a guy in the front row with his arms folded like this. <laughs> and they haven't cracked a smile the entire show. And you're yeah. up there, you're doing your thing, you're dancing. And, and they're the whole time they're, and they're and they're always in the front row. I don't know why. I don't know why they're yeah. yeah. front row seats. Why don't they go in the back somewhere? But they're right there. And they're not gonna smile. You tell a joke, and you were waiting for this joke to land and kill, and they're just like, you know, it's it's there's you know, there's something about that too, but it definitely builds character because the show must go on. I can't stop, I can't stop and yep. cry, I can't stop and 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 think, you know, get in my head about like, why aren't they, you know, getting into it. I just gotta keep going. And that's a lot yeah. about kind of what life is. I just got to keep going. I'll, I can take the time later to sit back and analyze this. But I right now, yeah. I got to keep the train moving. So Yeah. And then sometimes, too, when, it's, when you can't help but notice that one person, mm-hmm. it's like you feel it, but then your, your tunnel vision somehow opens and mm-hmm. you see that the person next to him really liked it. The person yeah. over here really liked it. And then you're like, listen, this is just you. Like, whatever yes. your problem is, don't <laughs> ever sit in the front row again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're always there every time. It, it amazes yeah. me. Like, <laughs> yeah. If, if you don't, if you don't, if you didn't come here to enjoy this, why, why sit right yep. here? Um, I want to, I want to briefly talk about movies in general yeah. before we kind of dive into our featured movie of the week. So, where, where do you stand on the art of cinema? Were you a, a movie fan from way back? Is it something that you connected with at an early age, or is mm-hmm. it just something that you're kind of like, yeah, I, I like movies. They're, they're fine. But what's kind of your relationship with movies? Oh my gosh. I, again, because I was pretty kind of nerdy, um, movies were kind of my, um, best friend until I, you know, went in high school and I kind of hooked up with like these three other guys. We called ourselves the four horsemen. Um, and, uh, and, and, but again, we were all movie folks, but I can remember, honestly, it's going to sound very sad. Let me break out the little violin. Um, I can remember Saturday nights, Friday nights, um, in the summer. And I wasn't a very, I wasn't an athletic kid at all. Um, and kids were, they want to go out and they want to play football in the street and basketball and all that stuff. And I was mediocre to less. And so I would sit there in front of that. Well, it was a dial TV at first, or then, then we, you know, moved up to the hitting the, the, the buttons. Um, and I remember when we got HBO (laughs) and I would sit there and I just watched, you know, all the old movies that, you know, uh, uh, back to the future and, Mm-hmm. um uh breakfast club and you know uh you know, just just kind of all that you know stuff that was nothing like my environment at all it didn't look anything like yeah. my environment um and it, i just you know just loved it just like and i don't i don't think at the time i realized why other than that maybe it was a different world than the one that i was experiencing growing up um but at the same time it was actually helping me um academically believe it or not i would watch a movie hear words or phrases and I was actually really good, very good in uh, uh, um, English 
uh, in school. So I would hear these things sure, and I sure. would take vocabulary tests. And they say, how do you know what this word means? Saw it in a movie last night or saw it on TV the other night and I figured out what it meant, you know, and, you know, uh, kind of little funny things like that. Um, but what I really liked about movies was just the the escape into the different, you know, world, you know, just, um, you know, things like the, the the fantasy of it, the 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 uh, what do you call it, pomp and circumstance or, or whatever of everything, yeah. you know, so. It's it's like almost reminds me of like the reading rainbow thing, like take a look, it's yeah. in you know, and that's how the you know <laughs> the movies were, you know. It's like wow, this is a whole new world that I can experience, you know, um, through this, you know, small, <laughs> you know, uh oak, you know, floor model TV. So <laughs> right. We had so we had you were talking about the ones with the knobs. We had this yeah. little black and white TV that had mm-hmm. the knobs on top that were like the big clicks where you go click, yep. click click and then you yeah. had the little knob underneath where it was like the fine tuning and it was the click, yeah. click, 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and we would watch like uh i grew up in omaha nebraska and oh. like we would watch like uh the, their their fox station or whatever that was would play like movies late at night so if yeah. i ever woke up or couldn't fall asleep you know i would turn the tv on because that one would be in our room uh turn the volume way down so that nobody could hear i mean meanwhile you know you see this light glowing from underneath the door Mm -hmm. where clearly if my parents walked by they would have seen but it's like you know i loved movies so much even then that it was just whenever i could absorb something even halfway through the movie i would be Mm -hmm. like i just want to watch something for a little bit and kind of disappear into this world and i think having those the old like black and white TVs, especially, it just felt that it felt very different. It felt like it was a movie, like yes, or because it was it was all I don't know, like just the 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 world was tinted differently. The world was it shaded was. and 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 uh, uh, created differently. That I just I got so sucked in. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of affected me <laughs> ever that was, since. I had this, day. this funny thing about me is I used to think that um, watching things like. I uh I love Lucy or um you know in black and white or watching yeah. um I don't know I'm gonna nerd out a little bit here Lost in Space in black and white or or yeah. you know all these different shows. I used to actually think when I was you know really young that oh that's what the world looked like then, you know. Right. Then at some point right. it just turned into color, you know. So yeah. I mean it was kind of it's kind of interesting, you know, that yeah. <laughs> that that's the way I thought about it. But um yeah, I know yeah, I can I know exactly what you mean, just that that just feeling of like it is it's it's theater theater in a box yeah yeah Yeah. and it was so it was so exciting and it was so like it it allowed the creative part of my brain to really just run wild and it was never it never was like i was i was stifled but it was just it was like getting to see how far other people pushed it i was like oh well i can be this out there with, with my ideas and I can enjoy this stuff too. Yes. And I think it's just, it was something that never left. What were, what were some of the movies from that time, your childhood that really, I mean, you mentioned back to the future and mm-hmm. breakfast club, but what yep. were some other ones that maybe got played on repeat oh, <laughs> while you wow. were growing up? Um, let's just stick to movies and not TV shows. Let's see. Sure. Um, there was this one movie um, that I really enjoyed. I know we actually, we talked about this one before. It was called the last <laughs> dragon. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, was one. It's actually in in the realm of what used to be called kind of uh, black exploitation movies. Um, yep. you know where you've got kind of these outrageous characters, uh, very stereotypical stuff like that. Um, but that was one of the ones I actually really liked because I I love that 
I know a lot of people watching or he listened to this podcast haven't heard about it. And, you know, it's the story about this um, kind of a, you know, a nerdy, nice guy who, you know, but yet he knows, you know, karate and he has to go up against the big, bad bully in the, in the neighborhood. And, and he gets the girl in the end and he gets these powers of doing certain things. And um, it was actually just kind of a fun note about that movie. It's one of those, it's one of the, it's actually, I think the very first movie where um, the character goes, what they call super, super Saiyan. Basically, yeah. they he yeah. gets this glow around him, which happens in certain video games. They get this power up glow and can start doing all these crazy things. And um, uh, that that was one that I really, really watched all the time over and over. Like I said, Back to the Future. Oh, oh my God. I watched Back to the Future a thousand times over and over and over. Um, uh, man, I'm trying to think of some of the it's, it's hard right now. All of a sudden I'm blanking, but it's just so yeah. many um, ones that um, uh, that just. You know, if that movie was on, I had to watch it. Um, I was gonna, I'm thinking, I keep thinking of TV shows instead of movies and stuff sure. like that right now. Um, so much, so much good stuff. Um, just thinking back when I was just a kid and just kind of a little, a little kid. Um, yeah. There was a period, um, I guess, if I want to go in kid, um, where we went through in the '90s of a lot of uh, like Spike Lee movies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Do the Right Thing and uh, Boys in the Hood stuff like that. But even before that, there were uh, movies called uh, Breaking. I don't know if you remember stuff like that. Um, the breakdancing yes. movies, uh, yes. Breaking, Crush Groove, uh, of course, Prince. Um, yeah. uh, um, then you've got you know the the more deeper ones, uh, Color Purple, which actually those are movies where I watched them when I was a kid. Probably shouldn't have. And then later on, I understood what was actually happening. I didn't really get everything yeah. that was going on at first. Um, uh, but man. Uh, yeah, that's just some, I guess, really good. And then I guess also sad memories, I guess, sitting in front of the TV, you know, right. from eight o'clock at night, I would literally like, you know, get out of school. It's Friday night or if it was in the summer, like, all right, how much money I got? I got a dollar and 50 cents, you know, from vacuuming and doing my chores or working, you know, the paper stand. All right, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to get, let's say I can get a bag of cheese popcorn for 25 cents. I can get a pop, but a pop's going to cost me 75 cents, but that leaves me with a little bit of money left over to get some penny candy. So that'll be mm-hmm. enough to get me through, you know, the the night where I can sit there and, you know, kind of watch TV until, I don't know, 10, 11 o'clock, unless, you know, my mother tells me I have to go to bed. Um, and yeah. that's going to be like my night, you know, unless I happen to get, go outside and uh, listen to, you know, uh, people uh, um, playing ball in the street or watch people playing ball in the street. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, well, I, I think back to some of those days, um, I grew up on the South side of Chicago and it takes me back sure. to some of those times where it was fun. We would, there was a lot of stuff going on around us, but we didn't realize that people literally did um, participate in the community. Nowadays, you don't really see people outside their house much. You might see some kids playing outside. Maybe somebody's cutting their grass. That's about it. But this was back yeah. where everybody, I mean, you walk down my block and everybody was on the porch. Everybody, right. you know, grandma, grandpa, aunts, cousins, kids, are, the girls are jumping rope and, and on the sidewalk, boys are playing ball in the street. Um, just, you know, maybe a few other guys playing cards or dice somewhere on a porch or whatever. Um, and yeah. it was, and, and you had some, people had radios playing, you know, and it was really this, you know, community vibe. And then mm-hmm. that, you know, unfortunately as time went on, that just went away, you know? And so I, you know, it's like just retreated into the house and just watching, you know, TV and kind of escaping. Um, but yeah, that's some of the stuff that I, that I was into. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we do feel so isolated now. And it's it's kind of sad. It does make it so, you know, my my memories of, you know, growing up are a lot more fond. I have a lot fonder memories because of that like 
sense of community, being out, mm-hmm. people doing things, people just really enjoying yeah. life instead of it being the life that's on a screen. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, this is coming from someone who loves movies and would watch movies all the time, but still mm-hmm. like going out and being around people. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the day, going back to watch the movies, you know, it's yeah. just, there's, there's such a different tempo and it a different is. rhythm to yeah. the, to the world. Yeah, it really is. I, I the, the part about being on the screens, like you're right, it's so interesting uh, how if I go out now, uh, actually, it's kind of a game. I go out with my friends and, you know, we'll go somewhere. Maybe we'll go to Hello High downtown, you know, Sioux Falls or something like that and 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 just watch people sitting in there, you know, across from each other on a phone. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost, and hey, look, and I'm not knocking it. Everybody, first of all, right. I believe anybody can do whatever they want to do makes them happy um, as long yeah. as they don't hurt anybody else. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, is that you really you guys wanted to come here and sit and just look at your phones or I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I I'm interacting with people. I'm looking around. I love the people watch. That's kind of, you know, my thing. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it is. It's unfortunate that technology kind of has taken us down that direction. So, yeah, well, on on that super positive reflection of (laughs) of modern society let's take a trip back in time to our featured movie of the week Mm -hmm. uh one of the greatest movies of all time ladies and gentlemen our featured movie of the week is the shawshank redemption ladies and gentlemen you've heard all the evidence this was revenge he fired the gun empty and then stopped to reload. You strike me as a remorseless man, Mr. Dufresne. I hereby order you to serve two life sentences back to back. I send you here for life. That's exactly what they take. I'm Mr. Norton, the warden. I believe in two things, discipline and the Bible. Here you'll receive both. Why'd you do it? I didn't, since you asked. <laughs> you gonna fit right in. Everybody in there is innocent. Hey, what you in here for? Didn't do it. He had a quiet way about him. A walk and a talk that just wasn't normal around here. On the outside, I was an honest man. Straight as an arrow. I had to come to prison to be a crook. I think it would be fair to say I liked Andy from the start. Clinton, so what I'm gonna, the, the question I'm going to pose to you first is, in your own words, uh, what is the plot of the Shawshank Redemption? Well, let's see. The Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I was going to try to do a Morgan Freeman voice, but I really can't. Um, I, I really wish I'd, I wish I had the way to, to tell that story. I wish I could yeah. shake my friend's hand. I wish I could tell him that I miss him give him a hug but <laughs> but uh that's um the Shawshank Redemption is um a story of it it, it really is that's a story of, of it's, it's uh there's heartbreak there's um plot twists there's um extreme emotional um just uh deepity I guess if you want to call it that um generally um this gentleman who is um accused of a crime um that we uh, find out that he's innocent of he did not commit and he's sentenced to prison um, and he goes to prison where he you know meets uh, you know he meets up with this um, older gentleman who's played by the uh, character of uh, Morgan Freeman um, Tim Robbins plays uh, Annie Dufresne who is the, the main character um, he meets uh, uh, Morgan Freeman who is just referred to as Red in, the, in this movie as well as a few other uh, different cast members and basically Morgan Freeman's character Red takes 
uh, Andy Dufresne, Tim Robbins under his shoulder um, to just kind of help him uh, integrate into being in prison. And one of the kind of funny running jokes about this is like, you know, well, what are you in for? You know, oh, I'm innocent. And, and everybody pretty much says, oh, I'm innocent. You know, no one ever yeah. says I did the crime. They're always said that I'm, that I'm innocent here. Um, but the, the main thrust of the story is that you have this person, this Andy Dufresne, who's was an, an innocent, what you would call a, you know, regular square, non, you know, has committed no crime character. And he actually, in going to prison, becomes someone who um, is, is capable of, of, of committing, um, you know, crimes. They're, they're, they're what, we, they're what you know, are, are termed as like, you know, white collar crimes, you know, crimes mm -hmm. of finance and things like that. Um, but basically, uh, like, I'm just going to kind of give it away. One of the biggest um, uh, phrases in the movie is that, you know, on the outside, you know, he says on the outside, you know, you know, I was a, you know, a regular, you know, person. I wasn't a non-criminal. He said, I had to go to prison to become a, 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 a criminal. Um, um, and um, essentially, um, I don't know if we'll give away the ending of it or not, but it's just about this person and their experience in prison. Um, and then there's some redemption uh, at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. It is. Uh, I, uh, like I said, as I, as I was kind of introing this movie, like this is just, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. This is, this is my girlfriend's favorite yeah. movie of all time. So, uh, and yeah, this movie was actually, I, I did a little bit of just research prior to, and um, uh, it's, it's literally one of the most rented. Well, back when you used this thing called VHS tapes, children, <laughs> can you say yeah. VHS? <laughs> Um, VHS um, back in it was actually like the number one rented VHS uh, uh, in in the in America, um, mm -hmm. it's, but ironically it did not do well. It was considered a flop at the box office when it came out because yeah. it came out opposite Pulp Fiction, <laughs> mm -hmm. and people didn't know what that what the Pulp Fiction was a big movie, John Travolta and everybody, and then you you've got this Shawshank Redemption. Nobody even knew what it meant. Um, they just yeah. knew Morgan Freeman was in it and and Tim Robbins, and it's like. Okay, you know, they couldn't even say the name right. Um, so it was yeah. actually considered to be a flop in the box at the block box office, which is interesting. So yeah. Yeah. And it and here it is, it's it's become this like, you know, uh the touchstone of American cinema, like just one yeah. of the 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 greatest films of the last several decades. Yes. Do you do you remember the first time that you sat and watched this movie? Do you have memories of that, or was it more like uh you know, you, you know that you saw it and it's just something that kind of has grown with you ever since yeah. watching it. So I didn't see it in the theater either. Um, sure. And um, and this was again back when going to the theater was kind of a, you know, you didn't go to the theater every, you know, every other weekend. Um, yeah. I th I'm trying to think someone must have, uh, I bet I know when I first saw it, I probably was on active duty somewhere doing training. Um, and I was on a weekend or something and I had, you know, time off, you know, from training. And so I rented it um, because someone had mentioned it, you know, um, it's kind of one of the back. So when you're in the army and you got a lot of time on your hands and one of the things we used to do was um, come up, especially on a long weekend, maybe say Monday was a holiday or Friday was a holiday. So we had a long weekend. We would go to the video rental store, you know, again, children, it's called a video rental store. You know, can you say video <laughs> rental? Um, so we walk in there and you would go through Blockbuster video or I'm, mine weren't even, it was even before Blockbuster was there. And you would just go down the list and look at boxes and, oh, here's this movie. Oh, here's this movie. And so it was just one of a stack of movies that I think I got over a weekend. And I sat there and watched it and was like, wow, this thing is, this is amazing. You know, this is, you know, I mean, it, it just sucks you in um, from the very first, you know, scene. 
um, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get to and talk about. I've got so many different comments about that um, all the way through to the end, um, which, you know, it's again, we'll, we'll get to the ending just uh, yeah, still yeah. like even touching me to this day. Yeah, I, I I remember that I saw this as a rental as well. Like I, I didn't see it in theaters and uh, I mean, the reason the reason I didn't see it in theaters was because I was like, I was 14, 15 years old. So not not old enough to go to an R rated movie uh, mm -hmm. on my own. Uh, and it wasn't something that necessarily my parents really wanted to take me to. <laughs> but but we rented it from Blockbuster and watched it and just fell in love with it. And the year that that came out was huge it was forrest gump it was lion yes. king it was pulp fiction like it was yep. just this this great year for movies yeah. and then shawshank just kind of fell through the cracks until it came time for the oscars mm -hmm. and it ended up getting nominated for a bunch yeah um and it was just like you know the the, the whisper was how many people yeah. just loved this movie uh but it wasn't it wasn't a box office smash but it was one that was already like building a huge reputation after it had left theaters and yeah. i just i just think it's so so good and it's mm -hmm. one of those movies that for the longest time you know now i think even even like basic cable television isn't yes. what it used to be but this yep. would play on like tnt tbs uh, like all the time, WGN, yeah. like they would just play it on on constant rotation, and mm -hmm. it was a, a Sunday afternoon movie. You're like, oh hanging yeah, out. You just sit down, put this on. You know it's going to be there, and it's just yes. you you watch the movie to the end. If that movie was on and you were flipping channels, you had to stop. It's is there are yep. certain movies that are like that? Shawshank Redemption, Casino, yep. Goodfellas, um, <laughs> Back to the Future. Like if that movie's yeah. on, you're gonna you just stop right there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No matter where it's yeah. at, uh, I don't care if it's five minutes left. You got to stop and see the rest of it. You know, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's just that's just how good it is. Yeah, yeah. So the the big question. This is the big overarching question before we kind of dive into any of the elements of this movie. Why? Why Shawshank Redemption? What is it about this movie that really stands out to you as being something that is just so? fundamental as a part of your core like why why is this movie so important to you it well for one thing it opened my eyes and we'll get into the more the the nitty-gritty of it um of you know a different um i want to say different world you know um what i mean i know it's a movie um adapted from a stephen king uh, novel um um it just opened my eyes to being able to uh, overcome uh, probably what could be the what could be one of the worst adversities you could think of. I mean, I, obviously the, one of the worst things I can think of would be something that happened to like you know children, family, something like that. But I mean, but imagine being someone put into a situation where you know you you're you're in prison, you're in prison, and you didn't even do it. You didn't do it. You don't deserve it. But you're there, and you just have to deal with it. And to be able to come out of the other side of that. Um, with your with your dignity, with your your, your sanity, um, uh, just to be able to overcome, um, I think that was the biggest that piece, and then the piece of taking two people who otherwise would have never had any interaction with each other, um, and yet they become the best of friends. That has directly happened to me, also again with being in the military and doing theater and there's people that I probably would have never interacted with dumb kid from the South side of Chicago, you know, has these, you know, friends that, you know, uh, 
One of them is a general in the Air Force and another one is, you know, owns, a, you know, a dance studio, you know, um, uh, yeah. and uh, just these amazing, amazing people that I would not have ever, you know, had any connection with. Um, and that's what that this this movie has. It has, you know, all of that, you know. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest piece I take out of it, you know. Yeah, there's there is this. And, you know, and I feel like a lot of the things that are really important about this movie are very, very much laid out there as lines of dialogue, like the sense of hope, the the idea of that you have to get busy living or get busy dying. Yes. If you're stuck, if you're stuck somewhere, like you can either just kind of put your, you know, put your head in the sand and just let mm-hmm. life pass you, pass you by or yes. you just go like and mm-hmm. I think that's. That is something that forever stands out to me about this movie is the notion of like, it doesn't really matter what obstacles are in your path. You can still keep thriving and, you know, surviving and thriving. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what, you know, that's exactly what both of the men at the center of this movie do in (laughs) very different ways to to get to their future. Um, Yeah. And then I'd have to crawl through two miles of file smelling, you know what, but man, (laughs) I rewatching it. I had forgotten. Like I, I knew that he had to climb through the tunnels, but I just mm-hmm. forgot how disgusting, like yeah. it really was. And watching yeah. the, uh, you know, remastered 4K version mm-hmm. where, where the the feces is just clear as day. Uh, it's like, oh <laughs> well, god, I have, to, I have is... to look at that again closely. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> But then the other the other thing of it is the the central friendship, like it is such a strong connection between mm-hmm. uh, 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 Andy and and Red, yes. and like I just I love that bond. And mm-hmm. I watched when I watched this movie. I think I've watched it many times before, and I've cried. Like I'm I'm a movie crier. I can't mm-hmm. help it. But watching it this time, uh, I I cried because just how powerful their friendship is and mm-hmm. how it's like they've grown like they've they've grown up together you know they were both yeah. adult men when they yeah. were put in prison but they just mm-hmm. kind of discovered themselves while mm-hmm. they were in jail and then they were separated and then yep. the whole idea of them coming back together is just mm-hmm. this like like these are two men who have found like such a great bond right uh, that it's just right. it's so moving um, yes yeah and those are those are the two things that are the most important to me that friendship and that message of hope so yeah their, their relationship was so pure because it yeah. was so there are these two people that were put together in this um situation and you know technically you could you could you know red didn't need andy you know, right. Um, and, and, and Andy, you know, he, he did need red for, for some things, but it's like, they didn't necessarily have to, you know, form this bond, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I don't think that, and they didn't go into it necessarily trying to get anything out of the other person necessarily, you know, it's just like, okay, let's, you know, let's be civilized and, you know, talk to each other and then, you know, just develop from there. So and that's, that was just so pure about it. Yeah. And it was almost like, you know, not, not even intentionally, but mm-hmm. almost at first, like they were kind of in conflict with each other because yeah. it was like, you know, red bets against Andy when he yep. <laughs> the uh-huh. first night in prison. Yes. And Andy is so like uh, cold and distant from the whole scenario because yeah. he's just, this is a whole, this is a shock to him. Uh, it is. How is he um, going to make it there? 
Yeah, that was a very powerful uh, beginning um, scene um, where, you know, yeah, here, yeah. here he is. He's arrived at prison and we have the other famous um, character that um, basically cracked that first night yeah, and yeah. was, you know, um, uh, um, jeered into cracking and then ends up, you know, we know what happens to him. You know, they end up um, dying, you know, from um, being beaten by the guard. And it's that and just right off the bat, it's like it just hits you right over the head with this is it. This is mm -hmm. This there's no way out. You're just trapped here. And then it also there's also deeper meaning in that too. And just uh, when I think about it, how here I don't even think we ever knew what that person ever did. You know, I, they yeah. I'm assuming they did they performed some you know again like a white collar crime is what they call it. And and um and it's like okay, what does that say about you know a society where you know not to get super political or anything, but it's like here's this person sure. they go to jail they end up dying in jail and it's just like well. Oh, well, it just happens, you know, oh, they shouldn't have been there. It's like that this person deserved to die, you know, in right. this horrible way because they committed some crime. And for all we know, they didn't pay their taxes, you know, and, yeah. you know, and now this is what happens. And it's like, wow. And, and it's and unfortunately, it's like, you know, how how often does that happen? You know, where people yeah. go in because they of something they did. And, you know, these horrible things happen as a result. And, and, and you know, we can't just be. You know, like, well, they deserve it. They're in jail. That's what happens. No, no, no. You know, and you know, no. it's you know, and that's even if they did commit a crime. That's and you know, those that maybe didn't commit a crime. You know, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's <laughs> getting too it's, deep already. Um, no, no, that's good. We're, we'll we'll kind of dive into the movie and kind of pick it apart, little little piece by piece here. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily every every plot yeah. beat, but just kind of all the things that kind of stand out to us. And I think this this beginning is something that really sets the stage for the the world that we're going into because it's like they arrive at prison and there is a definite attempt to kind of rob them of their humanity and yeah. that's seen there through the eyes of that that the guard killing this other yeah. prisoner and it's like the the reason that you know red and andy and all of the other guys are still are so like such interesting characters is because they're still holding on to a piece of their humanity. Yes. Even though the guards are trying to just completely break them down to nothingness. Mm -hmm. uh, the main guard, especially played by uh, yeah. Clancy Brown, who is just, yeah. Yeah. I, I love him as an actor. <laughs> He's and perfect I've never for that hated role. Him more. <laughs> yeah. Like yep. he is just the, the most vicious, most vile, uh, uh, person in the world. And he Ooh, shut up or I will it. sing you a lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so it's, it's, it sucks to say that he's so good, but he is, yeah. he's so good in that part playing a <laughs> terrible, despicable person. Um, what are, I, I guess that might be a good place to go with what, what characters in this movie other than, I mean, even if you want to talk more about Andy and red, but mm -hmm. what are some of the other characters that kind of stand out to you and, and what is it about them that make them mm -hmm. so, um, I guess, connectable, even all of these yeah. years later that you still find something about them that is just, uh, wholly engaging. Um, well, yeah, I mean, again, uh, Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, obviously, uh, you know, what can I, what can I say? Their careers speak for themselves. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely have a, a connection with, um, uh, Morgan Freeman. Um, I don't remember his age, um, but I know it was, a, an, uh, he was older when he started actually got you know, big into acting. Yeah. So that yeah. gives me, you know, some uh 
you know, uh, solace, I guess, like, wow, I mean, if Morgan Freeman didn't start till he was, you know, this age, then, you know, who knows, yeah. you know, what, what could happen for me? Who knows? Again, just want to get thrown through that window. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, uh, I like, again, you just talked about the guard. And again, I forget his name, uh, the main guard character. I playing villains. I, and I would have to say, I feel like almost half of the roles I've done, I've played kind of a bad guy and yeah. they're fun to play. Um but um, also they're, they're just insightful in doing that and in learning, you know, what what goes into this character? Why is this character this way? Um, yeah. And uh, those, I guess, stick with me because it really it really gives you the chance to to stretch, you know, to become this person that can just be completely devoid of whatever we might consider to be decent. But then at the same time, they actually are they actually are decent. Um, yeah. I mean, I think there was this famous scene on, scene on the rooftop where, you know, the guy, he wants to throw Andy off the roof because he's he backtalked him. And then he's like, hey, but wait, I can help you to save money on your taxes. And then you can take your your you know wife on a vacation and put money aside for your kid's college. And you realize this guy who's this total jerk, you know, mm -hmm. who literally beat a man to death in the beginning of the movie. You know, he has a wife, he's got kids. He cares about his kids going to college. He cares about, you know, yeah. buying his wife a new dress. And, and it's like, Oh, oh, maybe I won't throw you off this roof then. But I mean, it's it's completely selfish. But at the same time, he's he's yeah. a human being, you know. He's, and like he's probably not making yeah. much money. Like that's the yeah. thing too is like he probably doesn't make a ton of money. So he finds this opportunity to get to to save some money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like oh, I get that because I I don't have money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Like that that I connect um, with that. Um, uh, just in, again, those pieces of different people, and uh, yeah, we can get into the warden and all that. And um, I yeah. mean, it's, there's so much, so much, yeah, so much to it. <laughs> yeah, I like the 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 group of friends uh, a lot. I really like. Um, I couldn't tell you any of the prisoners' names, I guess, other than Brooks, uh, mm -hmm. the older yep. gentleman who is uh, yes. released early, and because he is so, um, you know, used to the it's prison system. Yeah, yeah, doesn't like is terrified to go back out yeah. in the world, and of course, you know that leads to one of the uh, saddest yes. sections of the film where he mm -hmm. can't he can't do mm -hmm. it and he takes his own life. Yeah. Um, but the the other guys there too, uh, I I can tell you the name of one of the actors, William Sadler. He's the one who who gets threatened by Brooks. Uh, mm -hmm. I really like him. But all yeah. of those guys, like they do such a good job of kind of like really formulating a friendship that has uh that have been in existence for yes. decades like mm -hmm. you know you still are going to be around these people and still make discoveries about these people and have like a relationship where sometimes it's just second nature mm -hmm. like i just i really enjoy how those characters kind of come together yes. uh yeah they really well well cast job. group yeah. yeah they did a and it was funny i was actually looking at who you know, could have been in those roles. And, and it's like, I can't even imagine some of the other people that they have for those roles, but they were really big names. Um, like yeah. Tom Hanks was actually offered the role of for Tim Robbins and he turned it down yeah. because he happened to be doing this little, you know, not known movie called Forrest Gump, you know, it didn't do very well, you know, at all, you know, it was terrible. No, it was just Small. a kid, obviously. Um, but yeah, there was blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. I mean, he just couldn't go wrong. Like he, you know, he he, right. he couldn't go wrong really. Um, there were just so many different people um, that they were considering for the roles, but who 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 they put where they did. Um, I think Sidney Portier was up for Morgan wow. Freeman's role. Of course, they were looking at people like Robert Redford and 
uh, uh, I think Clint Eastwood and things like that. And it's like, you know, but then because uh, from the original story, the character was a, an Irishman. Um, it yeah. wasn't Morgan Freeman. And I love that it ended up being Morgan Freeman because again, now you've got this character, you've got Tim Robbins, who's a banker, you know, probably lives on one side of town and you got Morgan Freeman's character, you know, who's, you know, just a regular, you know, you know, you know, you know, worker dude, probably living on an opposite side of town. These two would have never met, you know, he might not have even been able to walk into the bank to ask for a loan, you know, from, from, yeah. from Tim Robbins character. And now here they are becoming these, these, you know, best friends, you know, and I thought that that's so much better than, you know, if they had it gone mm -hmm. with like the book, the actual short story version of it. So um, yeah, yeah. It's, I just thought that was that was just an, an outstanding choice, you know, whether they intended it to be that or not, you know, it was so. And it makes that line so great of like, why do they call you red? Oh, probably yeah. because I'm Irish. Because I'm Irish. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. They, they, they threw Beautiful. that in there and, and most people were like, oh, that's funny. And it's like, no, it's because yeah. there was an actual connection there. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, the the half smile that Morgan Freeman gives after he says that line. Yeah. Ah, I love it. It's so it's so interesting to kind of look back at this time and look back at this movie kind of in that time because it's like I'm I understand the arbitrary nation or our, our arbitrary uh uh um I, I had a word but it's gone but how arbitrary it or it is for uh awards awards seasons yeah. Oscars things like that you know they they serve a purpose and I love them and I enjoy them but in the end it's like you know what really matters is how a movie still kind of survives through time and the people that love it and I loved Forrest Gump in 1994 yeah. I loved Pulp Fiction in 94 I loved uh, Shawshank Redemption in 94 but yeah. I think I was so like geared towards cheering for Forrest Gump that looking back now, I didn't quite realize on all of the stuff that Shawshank Redemption was nominated for and yeah. didn't win. And especially watching Morgan Freeman's performance in this, mm -hmm. how he did not get uh, a, a supporting actor uh, yeah. win is yeah. beyond me. Like, just he, he's, he's wow. so good in this movie. <laughs> yeah. He even went on to say later on that the scene where he's at the he does the monologue when he's at the uh, parole hearing at, at, near the end of the movie he went on to even say that he thought that that was literally his best acting work that he's ever yeah. done with that was that yeah. monologue. And I was like, wow, you know, and to not get, you know, like you said, the, the accolades for, for that work, because again, everybody watched it and we sit there and we're just like, you know, listening to it, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's, but it's just so like poignant, you know, it, it's works. I'm going to yeah. actually steal that I think for a upcoming audition. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. What what sequences in this movie are ones that really stand out to you? Like this is a movie I know that from start to finish is just uh, er every moment counts, uh, yes. and every moment matters and has an impact to it. But what are the moments for you that when you go back and you watch this movie, you're like, okay, you know, I can have this movie on in the background, but once it gets to this spot, everything stops and I am just completely glued to the screen. Yeah, um, I'm going to walk backwards, believe it or not, and sure. start at the end. Um, the only regret I have about this movie is that you don't get to see up close the reunion um, yeah. between uh, Andy and Red. You see them walking towards each other on the beach and they wave. And I think the camera pans up 
just as they kind of get to each other as ants and like you can see them you know embrace yep. and i and i'm i'm i'll admit that part gets me you know watery eyed every time just because yep. even though i know it's a movie i've seen it a thousand times but just the 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 notion that here's these two guys that have made it it's almost like two guys who made it through combat you know they made it through coming home from a war and then it's like yeah. you know and they meet each other again and you know and and they essentially saved each other's lives you know um uh that that uh those moments just have to again if it's the last five minutes of the movie have to see it um kind of jump around into some of it obviously the scene of uh andy um breaking free from prison um that iconic moment you know standing there in the rain and having crawled out of the the the, um the tube um and you know just you know embracing you know freedom you know, um, it's somewhat, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, huge. Uh, Morgan Freeman's again. We talked about the monologue already. Him in the mm-hmm. uh, in the parole hearing because it's like, what you're gonna go in there and just say this stuff to him, expect to be let go, you know? And and it, and it works. Um, some of the really heavy moments too. Um, uh, there's the the one where uh, Andy is, you know, running from these guys in the prison who want to force themselves on them and and yeah. and Morgan Freeman's narration is like you know now I like to tell you that Andy got away sometimes you know, but sometimes he didn't you know and and it's like that's just like another one of those like you know like yeah. heavy hits they're not they're not sugarcoating this stuff and making it so that you know he was always able to outsmart because Andy's this really smart person it's like no he no. he won some battles and he lost some battles um yeah. and you know those are you know, kind of just the, the real deal Holyfield moments of it. Um, then like some of the lighter, funner ones, um, uh, Andy being on the roof um, after he's, you know, again, he had that inter- interaction with the the police officer and he helped them out and they ended up buying all, these guys are all working hard on this hot roof and, and they all, they're all sitting up there drinking soda pop and Andy's yeah. not even drinking one. He's just sitting there, you know, with this look on his face, you know, like he's just happy at the fact that he accomplished something. You know, it wasn't yeah. about him doing it so he could get a soda pop or so that he could get favored necessarily with the guards. He just feels good that he was able to help his friends, which then turned into, into them being able to do other things together. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's yeah, that that was um, another moment that just really stuck out at me. Um, yeah. Then, of course, the 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 whole you know moment of finding out that, you know, finding someone who can prove that he didn't commit the crime or has evidence yes. anyway, has evidence, maybe can't prove he didn't do it, but at least has evidence that would raise, you know, reasonable doubt, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, finding that person and thinking, oh, I, I, I'm not going to be here for, you know, life. I'm going to, I can possibly be out, you know, you know, in, you know, maybe a few months of appeals work and, and then having that, you know, yanked away from them. Um, yeah. You know, again, devastating. It's like, you know, you all know, literally, you literally know that there is that I, I, there's good evidence that I did not do this and you don't care. You're just like, oh, mm-hmm. you're here. We don't care. We're, we're going to use you, continue to use you, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, yeah, something, something incredible. Yeah. And at that point, too, it's like we already know. We already know that there's corruption in that prison. We already mm-hmm. know that these, that the guards are, are, can be violent. Uh, that the that the warden is is pretty heartless. Like yeah. we already are, are are well aware of that. But for some reason, 
Like we feel like maybe there's a chance that something good can happen here. But as soon as he goes out, the 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 kid goes out and meets with the warden outside, we're like, oh, he's not yeah. going back into that yeah. prison alive. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's just devastating. Just yeah, devastating. Yeah. And again, so. young kid it goes back to what I said yeah. in the beginning about the beginning. It's like he didn't deserve to be there. He oh, rather right. he didn't deserve to die. You know, yeah. for, for what happened, but that's the way it, it went down. And, and it, it, you know, obviously we can look at it as it's a movie. And so they went extreme, but, you know, things happen to people um, in prison that they don't deserve, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's um, and, and, you know, I, we have to figure out a way to, um, oh, I'll, I'll get political on it. So we have to figure out a way to make the justice <laughs> work more equitably, yes. you know, so it's yep. not just about taking people and locking them away, you know, so because, yeah. If you don't give them the opportunity to to truly um, get better or to 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 be um, what's the word I'm looking, re- rehabilitated rehabilitation you know, we're yeah. not we're not doing yeah we, we're not really doing it we're not doing them a service so yeah, yeah. and yeah. we're not helping no, help society yeah yeah so I completely agree there's there's uh, uh, I, this movie is a work of fiction yes it's, yeah. it is definitely a, it's a made up story but I feel like there are uh, influences of life onto parts of the story. And I think that's, that's sometimes what makes the best pieces mm-hmm. of fiction when you can kind of see things that are reflected through this lens. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think there's definitely a sense of, you know, showing that there is uh, corruption and mistreatment and abuse happening in the prison system and kind of showing that, you know, there are people who have done a crime. They're going here. They're, they're serving time. Yeah. But, instead of robbing them of their humanity uh work to rehabilitate them work to give yeah. them the the strength and you know whatever is necessary that they can be back out on their feet you know there are people who are serving prison yeah. you know serving prison sentences for life and they're going to be there yeah. forever there are people yeah. that are on death row um and again that too is that's a, that's a whole nother can of yeah. worms that we could get into <laughs> yeah. but it's just this this idea of like work to put the work into helping these people improve their lives instead mm-hmm. of just, you know, admonishing them for the things that they've done and then not giving them any feet to any legs to stand on when their sentence is over. So that yeah. they're kind of like, you know, basically that, that cycle of, yeah. you know, I'm out now. Where, what am I going to do now? Where's the redemption? Something piece? There, there yes. has to, yes. maybe, maybe you can't, you can't take back maybe what you did. You know, if you, you stole money, money can be returned or remade. Um, if it's a life or, you know, certain other things, you can't really take it back, but there has to be some sort of a, a redemption piece in there. Um, yeah. um, because if, you know, if we all, you know, believe in redemption, it needs, there needs to be a, a path, uh, for that. Um, and not mm-hmm. just, we can't just throw away a part of our um, society, um, because of, you know, again, right or wrong mistakes that, that they make things like that. So, um, yeah. it's not, a, obviously I don't have all the answers at all. Um, right. Right, but but it's just something to actually think about, and not just sometimes get comfortable and well. Here I am. I'm you know I'm doing pretty good, and you know whatever I'm mm-hmm. fine, and you know. Um, but I could have you know I from where I was growing up, it could have it could have been me. I could have been in the wrong place, yeah. wrong time, or or did the wrong thing with you know somebody and got caught, and there you yeah. go, you know. And yeah. now it's like here, and I'm now I'm this kid on this path of you know, the next, the next, the next, the next, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think just kind of uh, 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 wrapping up our episode because we're getting to that cutoff point. Are there any other moments about this movie or or things or uh, lines, characters, anything about this movie that we haven't talked about that you really want to make sure that we mention? Um, let's see. Um, uh, the what was I going to say? Um, the whole. <laughs> I was, I was just, I just, there's just so many different things to talk about in, in it. Yeah. Um, the, you know, obviously, um, uh, the, the, the character or the story arc of the character we just talked about who was, uh, killed by the guards, um, because he had information that Andy was innocent. And again, his arc, he didn't want to, he didn't think he was smart enough to get his GED, you know, and Andy taking the time to help this person, you know, behind yeah. bars to be better, to, to, to be better, to be able to, because he just cared. He said, you know what? This is a, you know, a, a, a smart kid and that that can, you know, can do this and they can get out and have a better chance at life. And and he tried to do that. I think that I think there was that was I feel like that that was the turning point where Andy had kind of resigned himself to being in prison. He resigned mm-hmm. himself to, OK, I didn't commit the crime. I'm not going to get out. I'm just going to make the best of it. I'm going to make life as best I can for my friends and for the people that I come across and still just do what I can. And then yeah. to have that, to see that there was a path for him to get out. And not only did they take that path away, they were willing to take away somebody's life who he was helping to do that. And, and, I, and that was the turning point where he's like, you know what? I have got to make this better. Now, this is not an endorsement yeah. of Clinton store saying, <laughs> if this happens to you, you need to escape. I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying that. So make sure all the FBI is listening. It's not my point. Um, but, um, but it was, but it was, you can relate it to life in that, Sometimes, um, you know, when when you hit that lowest uh, rock bottom, you know, uh, what what it read say again, you either get busy living or, you know, or what is it? Get busy living, living or how, how do you say Yeah, it get busy living or get busy dying. Yeah, get busy living or get busy dying. And it's like Andy was like, all right, I am not going to, you know, just get busy dying here. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. make this I'm going to make a drastic change, you know um to to change you know my circumstances i'm going to take you know sort of sort of a leap of faith i know we're talking about him escaping prison and everything but at the same time the the just the 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 intelligence of it all you know i've got this hammer this tiny little hammer that i'm gonna you know that i'm gonna use to 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 tunnel out of this place and i'm gonna put get this poster to put over it and all these different things and um which is by the way where the where the rita hay the original story was it was called rita hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, and so yeah. they they just shortened it to Shawshank Redemption, and but then that's why we got the post of uh, Rita Hayworth. So it's kind of I thought that was kind of interesting too when I when I saw that I didn't know that the first time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. just those those moments uh, again. The, the Morgan Freeman um, being uh, who he is, um, and they never really in the movie said what his crime was. You know, I don't I don't mm-hmm. remember that. You know, and so yeah. you're sitting there wondering, you know, exactly. You know what happened that landed him you know necessarily there um but um just again see obviously he had an evolution where he went there he became who he is and just got used to it um but at the same time was able to figure out ways to you know make people's lives a little bit better yeah he was getting stuff on the side too but but you yeah. know just just really uh interesting um how you know, all of their interactions just be becoming coming together you know, on that. Wow. I just, yeah, I love that movie. It's just, I, I tell everybody about it, you know, like, Oh, you got to go see this. You got to go watch this. It's so good. You know? And yeah. Um, yeah. 
so good such a good movie uh i want to talk for just one second and then we'll 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 get to the final segment of the show uh but i do want to talk about uh just looking back like remembering the first time that i saw this uh i was you know 14 years old 14 year old boy uh uh you know growing up learning what it's like to be like i'm i'm a man now uh, <laughs> and you get that sequence it's right i'm a man you get that sequence where they're all watching the 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 Rita Hayworth movie, and yes. then he says this line, uh, "Oh, I just love it when she does that shit with her hair." And she does the <laughs> flip. It is like, and you know, it it is even for being somebody who is now who was living at that point in 1994, yes. watching that sequence of the movie, they filmed it and and like framed everything just right, where you feel just as like jaw dropped by the whole mm-hmm. moment as those guys in prison yeah. are mm-hmm. and it like sets up this whole thing of like oh well that's that's the surely i can get a poster of rita hayworth uh <laughs> get me rita hayworth and i'll put this on the wall and this will hide everything that i am trying to do and then mm-hmm. later on like red gifts him the, the poster of marilyn monroe uh, yeah. And then later on down the road there's the raquel welch poster too yep. and it's like that is just such a brilliant idea because Mm -hmm. first off the warden's not going to be in there very often just to say oh i don't approve of that but you know they're they're guys uh you know still in prison but they're they're still men and having these posters up on their wall it's kind of like that is just the perfect cover uh for (laughs) this this operation the whole time uh Mm -hmm. and i just i just love that i love how they incorporate uh that scene of them watching the movie and how that kind of does play an impact on the whole uh the whole the whole future of the movie from that point forward yeah um, i love this movie it is a it is the perfect example of setting something up and paying mm-hmm. something off like every step yes. of the way and i just i think it's beautiful <laughs> i think it's like thematically beautiful filmed mm-hmm. beautifully performed beautifully the the score is gorgeous like when when you mentioned that this was a movie that you wanted to include, I was just like, oh, finally, mm-hmm. I get to talk about how much I love this movie, too. So, uh, Clinton, this has been an absolute blast. I have one last little segment here uh, mm-hmm. before we wrap things up, and I like to call this the Fat Five. Uh, these okay. are five rapid-fire-ish questions Ooh. that are kind of just a general gauge of your your movie tastes are you ready for the fat five all right all right let's go here to go (laughs) this first question is the one where people usually hate me but i might already know the answer to this off of Mm -hmm. our conversation today uh Mm -hmm. question number one what is your favorite movie of all time oh my gosh um it is so hard to say if i just jumped if i just threw one out there i'm gonna i'm gonna say back to the future because I just love, and I know it's kind of the, you know, maybe cliche-ish or whatever, but yeah, I'd probably say that's one that had me uh, growing up was the most like, oh, I want to do that. I can't wait, you know, to see the next part and, and all that stuff. So I'm going to probably say that. I know there's, I'm going to get so many tomatoes thrown at me, right? Like, <laughs> oh, this movie, this movie. I'm just going off of the first movie that can come to my mind that I sat there and watched um, that yeah. makes you feel good and feel hopeful. And all those things again. Shawshank Redemption is a great movie. It's lots of details, very heavy hitting. Just lots of other ones too. Um, that's just a good fun popcorn. I can sit down with family and friends and you know watch it, and we can make comments about stuff and 
Yeah, a lot yeah. of good memories. Oh, so good. Good. Great. Great pick. Great pick. Uh, question number two is a two-parter. Uh, the first part is, who is your favorite actor, your favorite male performer? Oh, man. Um, mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, um, I like Denzel Washington. It's probably, sure. um, uh, but there's, again, but I, I don't limit it to, oh, man. I mean, there's just so many other people. Again, I know we mentioned Tom Hanks, too, um, has done so yeah. many um, good, deep, um different you know um roles you know um wow it's 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 hard i mean it depends on what i'm going for if i'm if i'm feeling kind of gastoni it's going to be dwayne johnson you know if i'm feeling kind of suave it's going to be idris elba you know if i'm feeling kind of in that you know action you know it might be a who knows it could be a tom cruise or something i don't know you know it's uh uh, it just depends you know yeah yeah it's it's (laughs) i wish i could say there's there's one um you know, I'd probably it's pick, hard. Yeah, I'd probably pick Denzel just off the, the top of my head as the, the first one. So, yeah. 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 He is. He is up on my list. It's Tom Hanks, then Denzel Washington mm-hmm. for me. So I'm right there with you. Uh, flip side of that, then, who is your favorite actress or favorite female performer? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, Let's see. I was thinking about there's actually a lot of like uh, like local people. I'm trying to think of someone in the movie that is like the first one that I'm gonna throw out there. Um, what is how do you pronounce her name? I'm blanking on it right now. Uh she's a pretty woman. Um what's her name? I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, Julia Roberts? Julia Roberts. That's it. Yeah, yes. yeah. She's yes. yeah, she's like had some really um really fun and interesting roles, you know. Uh I, I think I'd probably say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably have to go with that. <laughs> I, you know, you, you said something at first that I, I want to, <laughs> I almost feel like I want to give you the chance to say it, but at the same time, I don't, I don't want you to make, uh, I don't want you to feel like you make anybody else jealous, but mm-hmm. local performer, is there someone on stage here <laughs> that you really are just like, they're so good. Like you kind of felt like you were like, <sighs> I, you know what? I, I, I couldn't do them, them, ju- them, them all justice. They're all yeah. just incredible, yeah. incredible performances. And if I say one, it's like, then I'm going to mislead this one out. Um, yep. They're yep. just um, incredible, incredible performers. I, they just, uh, wow. I've, I've favorite, I have favorite uh, performers, favorite choreographers, favorite director. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just, wow. So no, I'm not going to pick, I'm not going to pick a specific yeah. one. So <laughs> nope, nope, that's good. I, it, but it's, it's always so fun too, because you just know that there are some people that once you get a chance to act opposite them, it's mm-hmm. like, you completely trust them. And you're like, yes. Oh, we're going to, we're going to knock this scene out of the park. Oh, you yeah. just have that, that connection to them. And you, you, you know what they're capable of, you know what you're capable of and the two of you together it's just it's magic it's magic so absolutely yeah (laughs) awesome uh question number three uh the question typically probably should be who is your favorite director i -hmm. like to ask like is there a director that if they had a movie coming out tomorrow Hmm. you wouldn't need to see a trailer wouldn't need to know anything about it just knowing that they're attached to a movie Hmm. would get you to the theater you know, I I'm gonna be a little cliche. I like Steven Spielberg. Sure. You know, I yeah. I probably say yeah. that those are the ones I get drawn to. I also really like, of course. I mean, who doesn't like a good, you know, um, Quentin Tarantino movie? You know, yeah. <laughs> he's definitely got yeah. you know some his stuff is out there. Um, you can't right. You 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 just can't. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and jump in one that that gets me. 
is uh that I I'm saying gets me when I mean gets me is like oh man really that's what that was um M Night <laughs> I I yep. I'm sorry there's some stuff there yeah. that, that was good and then the stuff I'm like what that's that's it what that that yeah. you took me that way for that like you know but but like the thing about it is it's just like sometimes you end so disappointed yes. but mm-hmm. you're still at the very <laughs> beginning so excited to yes. see what he's going to do this time it's amazing cuz like yeah. i feel like i've been burned by him a couple of times but mm-hmm. yet if he has another movie out i i want to see it yeah. i want to see it yeah yeah it's um yeah there's and, and there's a lot of people who are doing uh, movies now that um uh, just um, well, I know we we had mentioned briefly like uh, you know Michael B. Jordan, you know he's mm-hmm. directed Creed three, um, that'd be yeah, awesome, yeah. you know, do something that I, I think I think he did a really made some really great choices in that movie, so that would be really something cool to be in. Um, yeah, there's just so many, yeah, there's so many different things I'd I'd try if I had the opportunity to do. So Creed three was so good, uh, mm-hmm. such a good like that that franchise has just been like you know from rocky going into creed the whole yeah. thing has just been a blast and yeah. that you know michael b jordan steps in as a first time director and makes yeah. creed 3 is something that was as uh like almost epic level of a yeah. movie as it was was just a blast like so yeah. good and i had so many connections with um not spending too much time on just with the, that movie and with the first one because um yeah um, like i said i not whereas in you know obviously the first creed movie he knows his father's the great apollo creed and he's trying to live up to that and um there's like this one really you know line he gives at the uh the end of that first movie where he's in the ring and he says i need to prove that i'm not a mistake and yeah. sometimes i've i've had that feeling myself um so yeah. i really identified with that movie um, and then the evolution of them, like I, I, I sit down, I kind of put myself in some of these roles. No, I'm not Michael B. Jordan on the side of a building wearing a Armani suit, but, um, <laughs> at the same time, yeah, there's so many just, just different, um, things that I can, or I can, can relate to like in those movies. So that's why I really enjoy them. Obviously the yeah. good boxing scenes too. So yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So good. So good. Uh, question four, is there a movie coming out soon? that you are really excited to see or something that's already come out that you haven't had a chance to see yet that as soon as you can, you will, you will take that, that, uh, that chance. Well, shoot. Uh, Creed three was already that, um, right now. <laughs> um, believe it or not, it's not so much the movies as, as it is. I would say some of these shows that are coming out on the, the, yeah. the, the, the thematic experience, thematic i can't what's the proper the proper way to say it the thematic experience has changed <laughs> so much um now where a movie movies are great i mean i still love that you know hour hour and a half to although everything now is over two hour format but now with the you know streaming services you get so much richer stories with uh you know something that takes six episodes to do you know um versus yeah. you know one two hour block um, there's probably a lot of those things that I can't wait to get, you know, some of these recurring shows that are coming back, you know, like the boys or, um, or yes. rewatching some shows that I'd never seen when they were out brand new, like Ozarks or, or things mm-hmm. like that, or even, you know, you know, Game of Thrones and things like that. So yeah, those, um, I'm, I'm actually looking more forward to those than some of the you know, other ones coming out in the theaters, but of course I'm a big Marvel fan. So, you know, seeing the next phase of that, I know I'm, I'm really uh, excited to see uh you know where that goes um yeah there's yeah there, there's uh I, I can't wait it's fun it's it's, it's really like yeah. exciting right now to be able to you know see these things and be able to see them on a big screen you know at home 
you know, and not necessarily yeah. in the theater. Although I do love my movie theater popcorn. I got to have it. Right. Have it. I'm going to pay for it later, but I got to have it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Like the the uh, a lot of the TV show experiences are yeah. really uh, sometimes better <laughs> than than a yeah. bunch of the movies that are out. It's it's makes mm-hmm. it tough. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that sometime I really want to watch the show Succession on uh, yeah. HBO. Mm-hmm. I've heard it's very very good, and this is its mm-hmm. final season, so I kind of want to go yeah. back from the beginning. And watch all of that. Uh, we'll see if I can get to that. It just se- sounds like a, a cutthroat family drama, uh, and I am <laughs> I am here for it. Uh, yeah. The last question, Clinton. This is question number five. The name of the show is Let's Taco Bout. Uh, mm-hmm. I rate my movies using the taco scale. So yeah. I would like for you to craft for me your perfect taco what are we what are we putting on that taco what kind of shell are we using make me a great taco okay it's gotta okay i'm a hard shell person it's gotta be it's yeah. gotta have that that hard shell that wraps everything and keeps it together it's gotta be nice and firm and give you a good crunch you know mm-hmm, when you bite mm-hmm. into it you know same thing with the movies i, I need that wrapper but that gives me a good crunch obviously the filling can be whatever you want it can be ground beef it can be chicken it can be shrimp um whatever it is maybe a combination of those but you got to have the substance yeah. protein but you know you know yeah. got to have that piece in there got to have the cheese if you don't have any cheese on it you're wrong you may as well just get up and walk out right now you know, <laughs> got to have the cheese on it got to have a little yeah. bit of the vegetables in it give me some tomatoes maybe a little bit of grilled yeah. onions maybe some jalapeno no eh, people don't okay. do that think about it yeah. think about it try it out yeah. um uh, and then of course, you know, some type of a sauce where it doesn't have to be sour cream. It could be any type of a sauce. So just to give it, just to make it can't be dry, can't be dry. Going yeah. down, give yeah. it like that. Um, we like to say it, it makes it all come together. It puts the whole yeah. thing together, you know? So like, and it's just like the ingredients of, of a movie. Every part is important. You got to have every little piece that's going to make the experience for it just that much better. Yeah. Oh, Clinton, this has just been wonderful. I am I feel very lucky to have had this chance to chat with you and get a chance to meet you. Uh, where can people find you online? What mm-hmm. what projects do you have coming up? Where can people uh, yeah. uh, see more of you? Well, first, I have uh, greatly enjoyed spending this time with you, and I greatly appreciate you reaching out and giving me the chance to to be on here with you, everybody. You know, awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, check out the next podcast coming up. Um, I. Um, you, know, you can look me up online, uh, actually on uh, um, IMDb, so Clinton's, uh, imdb.com slash Clinton store. Um, you can see uh, some of my work and some of the things I've done, uh, video reel of some of the work that I've, I've done. Um, I'm going to be, um, again, I work with uh, the Premier Playhouse. I'm on the board of directors and uh, diversity and inclusion. And so I'm going to be doing uh, a show uh, coming up here, Cinderella. We've got posted over my shoulder coming up at the end of April. And also uh, Greece coming up here in June. So be on the lookout for that. That's where you'll see me up next. Um, and then, you know, again, there are some credit things coming up at the end of the year um, in some uh, movies. Uh, um, not going to see my face. You'll just hopefully hear my voice. Um, and uh, yeah, be on the lookout for some of the your local ads and commercials, uh, whether they could be with, you know, um, Sanford or some of the other like uh, local businesses that you see. So. Yeah, it's um it's really a fun and exciting time right now for me. 
Oh, it's so awesome. Uh, Clinton, again, thank you so much. This has just been just a blast for me. Like, you're good people. You're good people. I'm glad <laughs> you're out there in the world. Uh, I think you're 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 making the world a better place. And uh, just oh. knowing you is makes me feel good. So thank oh. you again so much, Clinton. You You honor me, sir. You honor me. Once again, a huge, huge thank you to Mr. Clinton store for that conversation. Uh, great chat, great movie. Like it was just, that was just a ton of fun. And I'm looking forward to, uh, uh, you know, maybe having another conversation with him down the road and also having a conversation with other guests that I have not, uh, talked to before. I like, I don't know. I like, I like, uh, I like chatting with strangers, you know, finding out about who they are and, Maybe maybe it was because when we were kids, we were told not to talk to strangers. And now I'm kind of like, well, well, yeah, but but, but I'm a grown-up now, so I do what I want. I, do what I, want. I don't know. It's just fun. It makes for a fun conversation. Uh, and especially when it is one of the best movies of all time, that makes it even better. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Let's Talk About. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please. Follow all things Fat Dude Digs Flicks on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, YouTube, TikTok. Is there anything else? I don't think so. I think that's it. Uh, just do a search for Fat Dude Digs Flicks and you will find me there. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Like this podcast. Rate and review this podcast. Share this podcast with your friends. I am going to keep doing it uh, no matter how many listeners I have just because I have a good time. Um, but, you know, hey, uh, listeners, that, that, that's a nice little bonus. So it always would be cool to have more. So if you know somebody who might be interested in this show, uh, please send this show their way. Uh, also, subscribe on like Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, things like that. If you do subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can leave a rating and review. So please, please uh, do that. That'll always help too. It'll get us in front of more eyes. If you do subscribe to this podcast, not only do you get Let's Talk About but you also get the Criterion Break, where I am joined by my two buddies, Blake Ginnethan and Derek Vierink, and we dive into the Criterion Collection proper and the Criterion Channel. Right now we are smack dab in the middle. Like, I mean, like, we're, we're past the halfway point uh, on our Wong Kar Wai miniseries. It has been wonderful uh getting to watch these movies so uh, we'll be back here soon with the next film in that uh mini series and that is happy together uh i don't know exactly <laughs> what episode i'm doing next week i don't i don't i don't know i don't know what's coming next it's always i'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants here so we'll book some guests and get things lined up for april i'm super excited um what else? Oh, if you have if you have any uh, recommendations, questions, comments, concerns, or you would like to be a guest, please send an email to fatdudedigsflicks at gmail.com. I like having conversations with people. I like getting recommendations for movies that I've never seen. I like, you know, sometimes it's fun just to get an email. So please uh, send an email to me and, uh, you know, let me know if you want to be on the show or let me know if you have something you would like me to see. Um, also, if you are in the South Dakota area or are not in the South Dakota area, but really like to talk about movies, uh, please join the South Dakota Film Community Group uh, on Facebook and join in the conversation there. That's it. 
<laughs> that's going to do it. Uh, thank you again so, so much for listening. We'll see you back here next week. Same fat time, same fat channel, and let's talk about movies. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fat Dude Digs Flicks.